This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are doing the run it back. We are doing the one more again. This is the additional part two piece of Friendship Recharge. Listen, go ahead and introduce the episode. How did we get here? tell Tell us about this series. Go ahead. What's up? We are in this series called Recharge. It started with me needing to recharge. There you go. Right. Real simple. Um, Just got back from overseas for a long time. I'm depressed. So in order to help me with some free therapy, we are talking about how to recharge in four areas of your life. Friendship, relationship, work, and here we go again with the fourth one. I forgot. Uh, and personal life. Personal life. I was going to say personal life. Look at that. Second day. See, people, listen. Build crew. <laughs> don't second day. Don't second guess yourself. Don't doubt yourself. I was mid-sentence and I doubted myself. And what happened? I forgot information that I already knew. All right? So those are the four areas. Personal, relationship, friendship, and work. And so this right now, we're going to talk about part two of how to recharge friendshiply. On a friendship level, I made up the word friendshiply, but it just sounded good when I said it. So, how to recharge? Friendship recharge. Friendshiply. Talk to the people. Before yeah. I can put my foot in my yeah. mouth. Friendshiply. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this idea of friendship, this is good. We, we ended up having to do a part two. Um, and because we talked about the unspoken cues that make a friendship great. And yeah, I think this is probably one of the more requested topics that we get um, is how do you build friends? You know, everybody friend goals. Um, you see that online, you're like, oh man, Diddy and Jay-Z are friends. And and they're both billionaires. You're like, I want to be a billionaire. How do I build my billion dollar circle? And so what what we are attempting to do is we want to help you get out of the rut. Uh, we want to help you grow your circle, be intentional with your friendships, um, and, and be recharged, not just drain. JP, open us up with illustration. Well, uh, open us up with the illustration on. Yeah, drain and, and friends. Go ahead. All right, so you're going to have me do this freestyle. So, yes, the um, friendship drain. I have been in several situations in which I felt as if the effort that I was putting into being friends with said people, said person, was taking a personal toll on me. And what I mean by that is... I would pull up into somebody's city and be like, hey, bro, I'm here. Hey, bro, I'm here. Oh, remember, I told you I was coming. Hey, bro, remember a week ago I said, hey, remember two months ago I said I was coming. And just the 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 loneliness that comes when you can't find that person or the person doesn't respond or they're not around when you've told them that you were going to be there. And what I mean by drain is that I am from 
you know, Southern California, but I say I'm from Oakland, but I'm originally born in East St. Louis. So, you know, it's a lot of confusion in there. But fact of the matter is I have a lot of loyalties that's in my blood. Mm-hmm. And when I call someone a friend, it doesn't matter if we would like. Ride or I, die. Bruh, it's ride or die. Right. Die. My we'll best friend in, in the second grade was Daniel Casaneta, Right. And he he may not have remembered that we were best friends, but when I ran into him again in the ninth grade, he acted like he didn't know me. And I'm like, bro, we was best friends in the second grade. But the problem is I have this thing where when I'm your friend, I'm your friend. And when you're my friend, you're my friend. And so for him to act as if he didn't know me in the ninth grade or we wasn't that tight, I was like, dang, that kind of hurt. I was happy to find you. I was like, bro, we've been separated for like seven grades. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we supposed to pick up where we left off. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Man. You remember your name? Tell me he at least remembers I don't your even name. know, bro. He act like he didn't know me, bro. Like, we was trying out for the same last spot on the basketball team. You know what I'm saying? You know, and and he got the spot I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. But it was just one of those things like, it's whatever. And so when I say, when I pull up to people, I'm like, yo, I'm in town. And they don't, you know, they don't respond. I'm like, okay, maybe this person isn't who I thought they were in terms of our level of friendship. You know what I'm saying? And so on a drain level, like, I have been so let down and hurt because people didn't have me in the same box as I had them when we checking off, are we friends? Yes or no. You know what I mean? And so I've had to learn over time that man, just because I, in the past have felt a certain way about a friendship and even currently like, Oh, I think we're friends just come to find out we're not. Um, and so that kind of hurts, man. And so I, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad situation, but I'm, you know, Good. I'm, I'm learning. Good, bro. Listen, you ready for opening illustrations all the time? What are you talking about? You freestyle your life. Your life is freestyle. What are you <laughs> that, talking about? That may be a problem, friend. You might uh, need to tell me, hey, John, stop uh, living your life uh, shooting from the hip. Yeah, that's it, bro. No, you get paid for that. You get paid the big bucks for that. Yeah, so, you know, a moment of drain in my life. Let me think about this. I came out of a very tight knit faith community. And, you know, we would have these moments called the hot seat, okay? Mm hmm. And where you could just, you know, talk to someone, pull up for coffee and put them on the hot seat. Okay. And, you know, John, it worked for a long time. That idea of just, hey, man, something going wrong. Let's go out to coffee or let's meet and let's put you on the hot seat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always great. I feel like it was it was always tension. You felt really weird because you felt like you're being confronted. But you're like, man, I'm just doing this to get better and to get sharper. And so a lot of the the relationships revolved around, hey, you know, are you doing right? Um, Otherwise, you can get put on the hot seat, okay? Well, I I think (laughs) in terms of drain, you know, um, the older you get and, you know, even just the life and relationships you have, you realize just because you go to the same, you know, institution, the same place, doesn't mean you're friends, right? Yeah. And so so what, what started to happen in my life was, People wanted to put me on the hot seat. Listen, because I've done similarly, um, did not know them. Um, and in the name of, you know, I'm just going to tell you what's, what's true, ended up overstepping the relationship and boundaries, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I look back on it, I think, man, I'm living in this thing um, that I'm declaring to be, you know, my community. And the people who are, you know, again, they're trying to put me on a hot seat. We don't talk. Um, we don't have a friendship. You would know anything more than these moments, these quick moments that we have when we see each other briefly. Um, and yet we're operating, 
you know, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a sense of like, oh, we're really close and really connected and all these different things. When that's only true, JP, in the most dire situations, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. what I started finding myself and experiencing was, I was like, I don't want this. And, and, and at the time, I couldn't put words to it. But what I was experiencing was a relationship dream and a friendship dream mm. that it was inappropriate to try to have a certain level of dense conversation when you did not have a certain level of equity, but just being young and assuming, oh, okay, we around each other. Therefore we must have the ability to do this with each other. Uh, put a lot of pressure on people to be something that they really weren't ready to do. Mm. So mm-hmm. JP, give us a moment of, Friendship dream. Maybe, I mean, you maybe you have another one. Do you, you have enough? You've already kind of bore your soul. Here. <laughs> the, the boy seeing you, y'all was best friends. Yeah. He kept it pushing. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You, you just like to rip my scabs off. Uh, uh, you like to uh, rip my scabs uh, uh, off, sir. Uh, you, you like uh, to see me bleed. Hit you with the ankle. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. So you want me to rip another scab off? That's what you're, that's what you're. That makes you happy. You and, you and your Twitter listen. friends are like to kiki key at my pain. Hey. I, like I'm not like I. Hey, you, listen. You put my name Bro, on the listen. tweet. I see you guys. I can read what Yo, you're listen. saying. No, what's funny is they do crack jokes. My people do crack jokes. Bruh, like, like JP, and then at me, bro. But they at me. So they don't at me when they're trying to encourage me. But they love to at me when y'all have a little tickle nah, fest. Nah, tickle you fest. get both. You get both. Man. Nah, come on. You and your little you tweeter. JP, you get both. They uh, give you both compliments. Okay. And they got the funnies for you, bro. My people do both for you. Go ahead. Get, give us a moment. Any other hey, let me personal play. drinks? Any- <laughs> if I see your friends in, in the street. If they, if they hit me with the AC John Roar, then I'm turning around and I'm firing on them uh, in love, um, out of friendship. <laughs> I'm just saying, get your friends. <laughs> You're stupid. You're dumb. Listen, uh, any, uh-huh. any other moments before we start talking about the the quiet cues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of relational drain or friendship drain? Um, let me see. Friendship drain. Um, I think it really boils down to essence. Probably a lot of my the going on and on and on and on again. Me personally about the issues that I've had with friendship drain is the issue that I was trying to hold on to relationships that other people were over. You know what I'm saying? So like I again am trying to maintain a friendship with someone that clearly has no interest in being friends with me, but they just haven't told me that. And so when I realized that I am therefore drained, but if I had paid attention to that beforehand, I would have not have been so drained or felt so bad when I realized the friendship was over or, or when I realized it wasn't what I thought it was. Does that wow. make sense? Uh, no, okay. not necessarily, so, but... So let me say it again. So I'm, I'm drained. I have been, been drained when I found out that a friendship wasn't what I thought it was. You're talking about currently. You're not yeah, talking or, about... In the past, period. Like, it's been a drain. Like, I once once I've come to the realization, like, oh, shoot, like, these weren't my friends or this relationship wasn't what I thought it was, this friendship wasn't what I thought it was, I became depleted. Like, I became... I felt a certain way. But what I'm saying is that it was because I was trying to hold on to relationships that other people were over. They were over it. Like, yeah, nah, I mean, hey, we were friends in the second grade, bro. It's ninth grade. Like, what are you talking about right now? You know what I'm saying? Is that is that, is that clearer to you? No, it is. That it is. Sense? Go ahead. And so the drain comes in for me trying to maintain these relationships in whichever way I was trying to maintain them, not knowing that I didn't have to do that because they weren't trying to and that wasn't their intention at all. Like they were they were done with it. Um, trying to maintain things that don't need to be maintained. Um, and me being the only person to realize like, oh, I was this was a one-way street. I was your friend, you weren't my friend. 
That's exactly right. Yeah, no, this is, this is good. Some of the, the things I see, we talked about last time, tons of things. I think some of the drains I see in friendship these days is we are not willing to allow the time to get to know people um, before we start giving them all the deepest, most intimate parts of ourselves. Okay? Here's kind of what I mean by that. If we are just cool, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's going to be really difficult if you tell me things, your deepest, darkest secrets. It's going to be hard, right? Because you're giving me stuff, heavy stuff, that I may not necessarily be able to handle or willing to handle, okay? Did I ever tell you about the time the weight fell on me in the um, gym? Uh, no. <laughs> I, bro, I have some. In the st- I just literally think about this, right? All right. Well, the, the weight fell, really heavy weight. I was lifting, uh, working out, because I do regularly, uh, build a better us. And as I was working out, the weight, the bench um, bar, rolled out of my right arm mm. and bounced onto my chest, okay? My spotter was there, and without fail, did not say a word, looked me dead in the eyes, grabbed the right side only, and we guided it back up to the rack, okay? Now, JP, I didn't mention this was well over 300 pounds, uh, so this is not any light weight um, that I was doing. And then I thought about this. What if my spotter had two things? They didn't know what they were doing, and they could not handle the weight. Listen, JP, I would have been dead, yeah, <laughs> right? Yep. I would have been dead. Here's how that relates to us. Too often times, we're trying to give people weight that they can't even carry. Mm, wow. Yeah. Real talk. Too often times, we're trying to bring people into spaces in our life. They're not equipped. They don't know us. Or they don't value us enough in order to even be with us through those things, right? And so I think one of the quiet ways of being relationally drained is... You share pieces about yourself or things like a weight, not just being honest, but you're sharing a weight. And the person you're sharing the weight with doesn't have the commitment to handle those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you got a whole bunch of honesty and truth and transparency, but you have a a whole little bit of connection and commitment, I'm sorry, uh, that's going to help you not have be heartbroken afterwards. So- yeah, that's one of my relational drains. What do you see us as a friendship drain, JP? Friendship drain. Um, okay. So not knowing the person, because okay, it's piggybacking what you said, because you just basically said, like, hey, expecting too much from them or expecting the wrong things yeah. from them. Which one would you yeah. say? Expect I can say- it, they, you don't have enough commitment. You don't have enough equity. You don't have enough relationship. And yeah. you're giving them something. And they can't do nothing but disappoint you. Right. Go ahead. Right. So I think that the having the wrong expectation is a part of what you're saying, right? Because, again, you may believe that they are something more than they are or that they can handle more than they can or that they're, they're, they're vested in their relationship in a way that they aren't in fact, right? Oh, this is my friend. This is my best friend. Nah, not really, right? So I think on some level, when we don't know the person intimately or we don't really know who they are or what they're capable of, 
and what they're not willing to do or what they don't want to do, then we set ourselves up for drain because we're trying to either invest in something or pull something out of someone or trying to get them to be something in our lives that they aren't ready for, don't want to be or can't be. And so because we don't know that from that person, because we were so quick to make them friend or be best friend or we... uh hit it off at work or we were in a class together or we had proximity because we went to the same uh, 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 house of worship for, you know, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? And now we're all in this besties category, but we don't really know the person intimately. We don't know their strengths, their weaknesses and who they are. And if and, and we become drained because we're trying to lean on a crutch that's broken. Mm. You know, have you ever had crutches before, bro? Nah, I haven't, bro. Bro, no, it's nothing worse than trying to be on crutches and one is shorter than the other, right? Or oh, for real? or one is crooked. I don't know. I'm just I've I've Is it possible? How do you get a crutch that's not that's crooked, bro? I mean, when you ain't got money, man, you might have got some some borrowed passed down okay. crutches. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay, I forget, Casper. Ah, you okay. Okay, you're right. You can't borrow some crutches. Okay. I mean, everybody don't come from the spoon that you had, the silver spoon that you this year. <laughs> Crutches, we just go get new crutches from the doctor. Okay, my bad, bro. You know what I'm saying? Some people had to borrow crutches. You know, it's, it's a real thing. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Right? So you're trying to use a piece of equipment that that one is either broken or mis, uh, malformed or wasn't intended to be used for what you're using it for. And I don't want to relate people to to equipment to like, you know, minimize people's worth. But like when you're trying to have lean on somebody in a way that they shouldn't be leaned on. Right, utilize in a way that they they don't have the capacity to be to be utilized, and that that creates drain, that creates a problem. Good, full stop. Uh, if you're listening now, Bill Crew, uh, make sure you take time if you have not already subscribe to this podcast. Um, and if there's someone, if you listen to this conversation, you say, "Man, there's there's this person I want to hear this conversation." Take three seconds right now, hit the share, um, send them a text message, or um, send us a quote on social media and add us at BJ116, um, and then at C. John Roar. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Let me give what I think uh, is drain, and I think uh, then I also want to go into some of the recharge. I think the drain, JP, and you you alluded to it, but you you didn't necessarily say it explicitly, is that many of us have very shallow relational categories, okay? And when I mean shallow, I don't mean that we don't love well, but we just have very limited categories. So you grow up in an environment where, you know, there's life and death. And so you have to identify people as best friend, you know, we won't, you know, die together. Or 
you, you know, I'm going to kill you, you know, in so many words, right? Like, it's this very traumatic mm-hmm. experience with relationships or you're just okay. And so I think that a lot of us, because, you know, we don't have a lot of practice doing this, our categories are shallow. We, you know, it's ride or die and, and I will die for you or you got to die or you're just okay. And that hurts us. That drains us, right? That that keeps us from seeing the dynamic and the benefits of having associates or, you know, colleagues, people who you work with and you gain insight from or, you know, people who are peers or mentor. Like, you miss out on a range of relational benefit because you only know a few types of relational connection, right? And so I would just say one of the greatest challenges that I see of our time is, JP, we don't know a range of relational connections. Therefore, we find ourselves very limited in the circle. And over time, it begins to catch up as you begin to grow. So that's what I would say in terms of the relational drains that I see. JP, let's let's start moving towards the recharge. Go ahead. What are some recharge? What's some ways we can recharge? I think finding more activities to do with the people you call friends to kind of deepen the relationship. And so what I think that happens if we're looking at culture, we're just looking at how how things are, we have we're kind of shifting gears like you know, growing up, your friends are your friends because you went to school together, right? Your friends are your friends because you went to college together. Your friends are your friends because you work together. Your friends are friends that, you know, our, our culture is shifting to where that's not a thing. People are like graduating from college and living in a city and realizing like, oh, shoot, I live in the city and I don't know anybody because only people I knew are the people I were in classes with, right? Uh, people are moving to places and getting jobs and like, oh, shoot, I don't really like the people that I work with or I only like them a little bit. So now when I'm trying to do social things, I don't have any friends, right? And so... When you're talking about energizing, it's a level of, okay, do I need to energize the relationships that I do have or do I need to energize myself in such a way, energize myself in such a way that I'm making new friends? So if we're looking at it from an angle of energizing the relationships that you currently already have in friendships, we have to make sure that we are doing things with these people we call friends to, to be friendly. You know what I mean? Not just be acquaintances. And so what I mean by this, hey, if me and you need to pull up somewhere like, hey, bruh, we live in Atlanta. Let's go to Chattanooga for the day and just kick it and just do stuff in Chattanooga. It's an hour and a half drive. Let's go just kick it. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about life. Let's talk about our, our friendships or, or maybe or, or our friendship, but let's talk about highs and lows. Let's talk about marriage. Uh, let's talk about where we are. Let's just really get it in and so that we can build that bond and build that relationship. And and I and I'm doing that as in saying that in the sense of to avoiding the drain of like, oh shoot, I will know you, I will know you better, I will know you, I will know what this friendship is because we spent this time getting to know each other. All right. Um, if the only time I call you or you call me is when you need a ride somewhere, then we, you know, that ain't that ain't really, you know what I'm saying? Like when now that I'm hurting and somebody then died or I need somebody's shoulder to talk to lean on, I shouldn't I shouldn't expect that from you because we don't have that. Type oh, of this is so good. John Uh Uh A. Parker. Did I ever tell you about the relationship that I had with this um, person who only called me when they were going through it with their baby's mother? (laughs) Oh, man. I just, Uh, I mean, really what you're saying is like not just calling when you have trouble and consequences. So I got to know this person. And as I was getting to know him, you know, every time we would talk, he would mention his baby's mother and they were going through a custody battle and everything else. 
Well, JP, I would never hear from him outside mm. of that. Mm. So okay. every time it was like, man, every time we talk, it's the, it is the about, you know, how she's doing this and how the custody is doing this and doing that. And after a while, I was like, yo, this is bad. Mm. Mm. Because he's never sharing anything good. And at the time, I wasn't getting paid as a coach. <laughs> no right? checks involved. No checks involved. <laughs> No, there was no checks involved. And I was like, yo, this is a horrible way to build a friendship. And so I just love that you're saying this. And I want to stress this. A a friendship, a good friendship recharge is built on both highs and lows. It's not just built on need um, or the good things that you're doing or the good things that are happening in your life. It's built on the overall relationship. I would say, yeah, just adding to that and and you're very key about that, you know, doing intentionality. I would say very explicitly spending time with people who recharge you. Yep. 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 You know, I know people who complain about being relationally drained and friendship drained. And then listen, JP, they never answer any invites. They don't put themselves in any situation to spend any time. There isn't, they're always busy when it comes to spending time, when they say people that they value. And I just think, well, either you don't value the relationship enough to invest time, or you don't understand that time is an investment that has to be made into every asset of your life. Yeah. And yeah. so what I would say is one of the ways that you can begin to, to see relational recharge is by specifically setting apart time for people who are close to you. And so when those friends who are close to you call you and like, hey, let's hang out, let's talk, let's do this, maybe everybody doesn't get the I'll drop what I'm doing um, response, right? But for those who really are a part of your circle, inner circle of relationships, you need to make that a priority. And if you're married, you know, and you know this, JP, that's a conversation, but as a as a person who's married, you want to give your spouse the space, the space um, to be able to have friends, because just because you're your spouse's best friend doesn't mean you should be their only friend, right? Be intentional with your time. So, what are what are any other ways um, that our audience can begin to build relational recharge? Yeah, um, I think one of the things. Is and I again, you know me. If y'all listen to the show, I'm always about self evaluation and reflection and all that other stuff. But a simple way to evaluate how to or if someone how to recharge or something's just a drain and maybe cutting your losses, maybe not be that severe. But I think if you do a a, a what do you want to say? Um, not necessarily a checklist. Yeah, I'm DTR. DTR, that. There you go, kind of thing, right? So, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with the person. So, DTR is something that was foreign to me, uh, determine the relationship. And anyway, you take a, a, an inventory, that's the word I'll use. You take an inventory of the people that you consider to be friends, right? Um, and it maybe doesn't have to be everybody that exists on this planet, but people that are in your, your circle, that are in your town, that are in your city, people that you call on locally. And then maybe it's the people that you reach out to telephonically, right? Or via text or whatever. You take an inventory of these people. And you sit down and you maybe write their names down and you think of the qualities, you know, that that they have, you know, like, oh, okay, BJ, he's kind, he's encouraging, he's uplifting, he's blah, 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 so on and so forth. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, man. That was, that was, 
See, look, see, I had to, I had to re- re- listen. The temptation to kind of like take that back and to like throw a shot. Take, listen, bro, you about to take back your he's nice. He's kind. You gonna take that? No, back, it's, bro. it's the way we're raised, bro. And this is another podcast for another day. As a black man, I couldn't just let you have that encouragement, right? Once you once you took the encouragement, I was ready to be like, hey, but don't get too ahead of yourself. Don't start feeling wow. yourself, right? And so I had to resist the temptation. That you are actually kind. You know what I'm saying, right? Go ahead. And, that's a pro- and again, I say blackmail because I don't know if that's a, you know the thing for other communities, but that's a real bro. We need to really have a conversation about that. But anyway, um, but no, I'm serious. Like I was really ready to undermine all of that just because I didn't want you to be too excited. You know what I'm saying? That's that's shady, bro. That's that's a bad upbringing. So too late. Uh, <laughs> you kind. You nice. You exceptional. Use wise. Uh huh. Use kind. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. And all of the descriptions may not be nice, right? You may have a friend, uh, you know, Joe Franklin. And if you're Joe Franklin, I apologize. I'm not talking about that, Joe Franklin. But if Joe Franklin, if his words are like, like insincere or uh, fake or shallow, you know, whatever words you want to use to describe that person that maybe aren't so uh, nice, then you need to figure out. Okay, next to these friends. I need to understand if it's a if it's a if they energize me or if they're draining. And then you need to figure out because again, these people are impact you in a certain way. Then you decide, okay, how will I proceed with this friendship? Is it something that I need to have a conversation with this person and say, hey, Joe Franklin, I appreciate your friendship, but these are the ways in which your friendship being in friendship with you impacts me. Right. Good. Um, so that you can determine whether or not y'all need to continue being friends. And this is not to start fights and arguments with people, but it's just being honest. Right. And I say this and I want and I'm encouraging people to have the real conversation because this person may not know. Joe Franklin may not know that he's not a good friend. He may think he is a good friend. But when you tell Joe Franklin, hey, Joe Franklin, man, I've needed you time and time and time again in the past, bro. And I can't depend on you. And I want to be friends and I want to be in relationship with you. But you got to help me understand, like, what's up with that? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you follow through with your word? Why don't you come through for me? Like, why why, why are you always ghosting at the most inappropriate times? You know what I'm saying? And you have to figure out a way to, like, make that a not blame the person and fight them conversation because people are going to shut down if you come at them sideways. But you got to figure out how to use your words in such a way where you can have that conversation and and actually try to do it in such a way where you're not tearing down the person. Does that make sense? That's good, bro. Right? It does. Right? So there you go. It does. No, it's it's a great thing. I love the fact that you are bringing up defining the relationship. And I would say... And I don't need you to say, give me no DTR, because that sounds... And now I feel like I'm a, I'm a lame for for having for saying... It wasn't DTR, well, it was uh, well, something else. But it was a DTR, but it just felt lame no, to hear it be described as that. It is. You need... Listen, you need to assess <laughs> the relationship. If you don't do DTR, you need to assess what it actually brings to you. There you go, there you go. I'll I just say have relational to... recharge. Yeah, uh-huh, don't... Uh-huh. Listen, I, I got you, man. I got, got you. Listen, Appreciate you, you. Hey, you healing... I'm I'm strong over here. Let me <laughs> let, let me speak over here. I'll just say you got to ask yourself recharge is what's the purpose of this relationship. You know, people love to talk about they don't have an agenda, blah blah blah. Listen, you need an agenda. You need to know is this person growing you relationship, relate together, ship direction. Is this person growing you in the direction of your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual or professional um health? And if they're not, if there's no purpose in it, then listen, you need to spend less time in it. Recharge. Yep. You need to know what what does this person do for me? What what parts of me grow or inspire? It doesn't mean that you're there to just take, but it does recognize that you understand what's being given. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more we can have purpose in our relationships, the more we can recharge. You can be excited and you can look at it. 
um, when it changes um, and evaluate it for what it actually is, right? And, and, and not be mad um, that it's something that it's not. And so I think a recharge is knowing what it is and being flexible with that, not trying to force it, uh, not trying to say, this person will be my best friend. Now, listen, you may want them to be close to you or you guys may have been close in the past. And it's kind of what I'm mentioning, that I've been close to people in the past. And JP, if they came to me right now, you know, with that same, you know, song, bro, listen, I would not know this person. Mm-hmm. I genuinely wouldn't know him. I'd be like your friend in basketball practice. I, I, I would just, you know, go do my thing, take my shots. Bro, listen, put my gym shorts on and, and go home. I would not remember you. Um, and, and, and it's not personal. It's just that this relationship for what it was is no longer what it is. And I think that is challenging, but that's recharge. You recharge when you begin to treat relationships with what they actually are. Hey, that's just my fishing buddy. That's the person I talk to about, you know, certain stats and certain sports and politics. And if the relationship moves beyond that, then that's good. But if it doesn't, because you've defined it and you've seen the consistent and the perpetual purpose of it, now you're not so overwhelmed with disappointment. Uh, JP, if someone's listening to us and they're saying, man, I want to have a recharge. I need to grow in my relational recharge, but I haven't. And it is challenging. I don't know what to do. What can they do? Where, where can they go to get a little bit more assistance and help? Yeah, I think they need to head over to buildabetterus.com, um, slide over to the tab, get involved, life coach, or it just says coaching, and talk to somebody. Talk to one of us. Um, we will help you kind of get on track and understand life and understand what friendships are about and understand the role you play in recharging um, your friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if you listen to this and you say, man, I, I just need that help. We have so many qualified coaches and I'm very excited for them to do this service because our job is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Table Podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu podcast.